What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneaker Show live from ComplexCon. Sold out crowd. Look. <laughs> How we feeling? I feel good. Uh, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Yes. Actually, I don't feel great because your, your Rolex was just blinding Sorry. me. It was just, just blinded by the, was it the, the incredible Rolex shine. Or the, or the tennis bracelet? <laughs> Which of the many <laughs> shiny intro, pieces of jewelry on his wrist was it that was taking away my sight? Please. I'm still here with my guys to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. No, to my left. Yeah, what up? Demon time, all black. Mr. Brendan. <laughs> it's not exactly what I was going for, but How thank you. Feeling all right? Yeah, we're here at Complex. I want to give the PSAs up top. We're recording okay. this episode a little bit early, yes. but also this is our episode coming back from a break of a couple weeks. So we'll catch up on some sneaker news stuff that did happen. We're kind of all over the place timing wise, but yes. we're happy to be here back on the airwaves. Absolutely. I thought you went more like Steve Jobs. Today, oh, right? Like on stage giving the keynote. <laughs> yeah. Me too. But you're the one with the new balances on, but we'll talk we'll talk about yeah. that later. I don't yeah. want to yes. get too far ahead of ourselves. How are you, feeling? How, you guys got in late. You got in late last night. You got in mm -hmm. early. You hit the gym, of course, this yep. morning. Yep, had to. What was the gym footwear? Uh tier running shoes. Okay. He's known to pop out in something esoteric when it comes to the workouts. Mm -hmm. I also saw you did the rotation, but did you put the shoes on your bed? Yeah. You can't do that. You filthy can't behavior. Do that. Worn Plus sneakers on your bed? You can't do that. I think I had worn these shoes only in the office, okay. and the other pair I hadn't worn, and the other pair, I, yeah. I don't think I've worn any of those shoes outside. Okay, that's allowed. I really don't do the rotation for stuff like this. Really? Yeah. Because you're I'm, a one-shoe guy. I'm a one-shoe so type of guy. You're wearing these the whole weekend? Unless I, you know, unless something happens and I acquire another pair of sneakers in the course okay. of the next few days, which... It could happen, right? Likely. Could happen. I feel like you're going to regret at some point being on your feet on hard concrete in a pair of Nike Dunks for three days straight. Yeah, I've got a Nike Dunk low on feet, and I may regret that at some point. Are you, are you saying that the new balances you're wearing are providing superior comfort? I just think that I made the, not the mistake, but I think the first Complex Con we went to, I wore a flat pair of Adidas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, one of the I, one of the geography teacher specials. Yeah. No, I think it was a uh, well, what all the kids are wearing nowadays. So was, no. Did you did you see how he, he's what, taking taking credit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Many many years ago, was, you were. I think it was a pair of Adidas Spiritus Special, just a pair okay. of suede flat. Oppression wear. Yeah. But I made the mistake of going around Cobblestone in a pair of flat shoes. Yeah. And after a while, it just kind of wasn't wasn't that comfortable. So you I were just walking a lot. Yeah. Right? Pain. Yeah. Joe, did Not you bring? Stopping a lot. Were you famous back then or no? <laughs> I don't think we were. We, okay. I think we only had like maybe like ten or twelve people come up to us. All right. My now. shoes. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to talk about how famous we are. No, Please, my ahead. shoes for the weekend. It's Friday. Are still not here. We'll see if they're coming. Oh, this is the, sure. yeah, the this shoes is that I mentioned. The long piece. The shoes I, that I mentioned. What? It'll be four weeks at this point. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, people are people are really dying to know. I know. Yeah. 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 Put in the ask. Hotly anticipated. I know. Can we talk about some sneaker leaks that have been floating around in the past few That's weeks? What you do? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, do you know what he called himself? I think it will be out. Yeah, it will be out by the time this comes out. He came up with a new nickname for himself in regards to this on a full size run episode. What he like investigate sources and stuff? Came up with his own nickname. Deep throat. Came up with his own nickname. <laughs> well, see, you set it up. Go ahead. Is it Le throat? Leak Looch? Oh, okay. We had, she, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. I got thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see if that sticks wealthy. Yeah, I know. Deep throat's another thing too. But um, so 
the first thing I want to talk about is Stash Nike Air Max 95. A lot of people are floating this around there as a retro. You don't think so? Wouldn't that be exciting? I don't have this totally confirmed yet, but based on what I know, it's not a straight retro of the Stash Nike Air Max 95. I've heard only for one or two sources about this, but that it's it, it's going to be a new Nike Air Max 95 from Stash. We reached out to Stash, no comment from Stash. Okay. How, but how mad would you be if it was the Stash Air Max 95, but like the Ultra version? No, we don't need that. Listen, I'm glad I just wore my pair. Yeah. And they survived, so... Do you ever do this when you know a sneaker is coming back out and you, no. you might know before anybody else knows and you're like, let me wear the original version of it before everybody has the retro wear version. Wear the original? It. I feel like you're more like insider trading and you're like, oh, this shoe's going to get retro. Let me <laughs> sell my pair before it Well, have out. you ever known me to do that? I haven't. I don't uh, know what he's talking about, but... Actually, I maybe did that once. But... I maybe did that one time. I never predicted, but when it happens and people at me like, oh, you knew, you mm -hmm. knew. I, I don't... I don't... Um, Dispute their claims, even though it's <laughs> just not let true. it ride. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, I heart heart emoji react. And yeah, that's it. We yeah, but moving. I think we all would have been excited about a stash Nike Air Max ninety five retro, especially because and Joe, you own that pair, but yes. that's a shoe that if you if you have them in your no pun intended stash and you haven't worn them enough, they're likely to fall apart at this point. Were you worried about wearing yours? I was, I was, and we talked about it, but yeah, I had another pair on deck, but they survived. Yeah, I have a so, pair, and do you have the stash Nike Air Max ninety five? Yep, and. I just, not like I refuse to wear them. I just won't wear them because I know you're looking at it and it's so cloudy and I would just rather have the shoe as maybe an artifact okay. to my childhood or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But he also had recently been, and I feel like this was controversial or people felt some sort of ways about it. Stash had connected with a, like a shoe cobbler yeah. to some sort and was taking the soles off of the ogs and replacing them with like uh almost like a vibram uh, yeah boot sole i don't it's, i didn't see that interesting yeah they were putting them back together they kind had, of frankensteining them. They had, it was a handful of pairs i don't know the the exact number of what it was but it was more than just one or two you know he like had them and sold them Re literally sold, sold them and sold, sold them. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but so you can't wear the shoe right the original but would how do you feel about taking it like there's only so many pairs of those out there in putting uh, like a boot sole on. I was a, a boot sole, no. Resole though, which I was kind of always against. Like, hey, if it bursts, it bursts. The stash. You mean like, literally, yes, like you mean, you, yeah, exactly. thank Your you. Burst. Yeah. But the stat stash sneaker is one that I may flirt with getting resold. Yeah? Resold. Find a donor. Yeah. I feel like it's tough though, because you need to, you need to go through like a customizer though, because the, has the speckled, uh, midsole oh. yeah on it where you're not gonna be able to just get a one-to-one -one. actually i think i have a speckled midsole a speckled 95 midsole that kind of matches me, because maybe? i <laughs> blue <laughs> yeah i believe blue? so yeah just because laying around the apartment yeah because i think it was a nike oh, id thing i did oh. many many years ago joe struggling under the bright lights to get the lid off of his water bottle make sure we capture sure. that to this is the part where we advise you right. to turn the video on. That's fine. He had trouble too. <laughs> well, he's proud of his many, many hours in the gym. Yes. <laughs> allow him to rip the top right off the water bottle. But yes, many years ago, I did a Nike ID version of the Air Max 95 and tried to do my best stash impression. And I think they had an option at that point to speckle the mm. midsole. So it's a blue speckled midsole. So maybe we can work out. Okay. We'll do. Well, uh, my people will hit your people. Yeah. Do some bartering. What else? This is from one source. This is not totally confirmed just yet, but it is an exciting one, and I want to put it out there. We'll just call it a rumor at this point, but it's floating out there a bit. But 
Pata may be doing a retro of the 2009 chlorophyll Nike Air Max one, the green one. With the orange detailing? I love that sneaker so, so much. There's no orange detailing on that shoe. What's up? Orange. Are you thinking of... You're thinking laces, of, right? No, you're thinking about the, the homegrown Air, Air Max 90s. Yeah. It's different, right? Yeah, yeah. So wait, hold on. What we, Which one? Chlorophyll, uh, the white green, like the, the white denim. White denim Air Max ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of a different one, yeah. I'm thinking of the one I just remember. Potted did the other one, though, didn't they? The no. 90s? Yeah, the green one. Technically, those are not a Pata collab. It's homegrown Air Max 90s. They were some way involved with it, but it's not their shit. People always really? Mis it's a, it's a, yeah. It, people always misconstrue it as a Pata collaboration, so but it's... Taste magazine or okay, something? Okay, so Bradley on Throwing Fits mentioned those shoes. Which? Not, the homegrown 90s? Yeah, because they were talking about his collection, and I remember his cubicle at the office mm -hmm. was so much product around, like you mm -hmm. couldn't like hoarding but like not a square inch was empty mm -hmm. but on top of like the shelf above everyone's cubicle you just saw the homegrown Sorry, it wasn't, it 90s wasn't, it wasn't paid it was state it was a collaboration state homegrown Air Max Nights. That's the official. There we go. Okay. Yes. But Pata wasn't involved. No, no. but it's, it's they like were the involved internet. in the rollout, but they're not an actual collaborator okay. on that sneaker. All right. Yes. But there is a rumor floating around that the Chlorophyll Nike Air Max 1 will come back next year. This is the pair from 2009. I love all those shoes from that series. I still regret passing on. I had walked in uh, to the store. I forget what the name of it was, but it was across the street from Nike Town in Boston on Newberry Street, mm. and they had the purple pair, not the white and purple, but yeah. the multicolored. Yeah, 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 with one. the corduroy on it. That one was a little bit more accessible. Yeah, and they were sitting some there, and I just remember seeing it and then being like, I want to buy these. And then that was back in the era where you just kind of like assumed in the back of your head that like, oh, we only have a size eight and a half left. Mm. And I just- You didn't even ask for the size? Didn't yeah. even ask. Those were the best times when they surprised you. Like, yeah, we do have your size. Yeah. yeah. I remember those popped up at West NYC, and I think I tried to do a phone order or something on them, but they were all gone. But the, the better ones are the the chlorophyll one or the purple cherry, one. Cherry, yeah, cherry uh, wood. I mean cherry wood, Pata and Para. That's incredible. So, and this is funny too because Walter, we were hanging out with the Pata guys in yes. Malaysia, and Edson kind of alluded to some very big projects coming from Pata and Nike next year, and didn't tell us any information about what they would be. But I think he said our, our biggest. Sneaker collaboration ever. I don't know if wow. this is what that is, but I'm I'm super excited. You told this. Leek Luch. <laughs> and again, you know, again, this is what we'll 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 back from Malaysia already <laughs> typing it the, up in the CMS. Got the quote. No, but we'll classify that one as a rumor because we're not totally certain about it. And then this one I have pretty well confirmed, but Cortez back with Nike next year. I'm hearing a Nike Air Trainer Hirachi. Okay. That crew which like, I'm excited about. That crew likes that that shoe. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Qu question. So being the the renowned sneaker leaker that you are, no, it, no, this <laughs> renowned. Is, this is yes, global renowned, renowned Thank sneaker leaker that you are. Uh, do you find that because you get a lot of people who talk to you mm -hmm. off the record, mm -hmm. or not off the record, but just anon anonymous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you find people more willing to talk to you nowadays? No, them knowing that you are. The one and only Leak Looch. Thank you for thank you for pushing that as hard as we can. Yeah. Or do you find people hesitant almost to talk to you about upcoming projects because they know that you're going to try to mm. put it on the internet? I think people are more willing to talk to me now. And the people who know my work who would be hesitant, they know that I respect that line and there's stuff we can talk about there that won't go. ever make its way onto this podcast. Or Is there ever something that someone told you that you reported on and then... They, Did you ever fuck up? 
No, not F up. I mean that kind of like it was a private conversation and then maybe you didn't realize it was a private conversation. No way. Information out there. No way, no way, no way. I'm always super careful about that. And I would say the closest version of that is like person A told me about something and then I will go to person B and C to try and figure out if that's a thing and publish it or talk about it independently of anything that person A told me. In case it's like misremembered or 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 mistold. And that's why we like to put the disclaimer on there that it's a rumor. We don't have it super confirmed sometimes because like the amount of things that get floated our way that end up not being true far outnumbers the the things that are true. So anyways, Cortez, I'm I'm happy to see more Cortez Nike stuff coming. First first one they knocked out of the park. Yeah, for sure. It may end up on the list that we're doing in two days here. I feel feel like it's it's tough sometimes because I'm not saying that it's going to happen to Cortez, but it's it's almost like a, no, hold on, I'm not saying, let me finish. (laughs) It's the the gift and the curse sometimes of knocking your first sneaker collab out of the park because you set the expectations so high yeah. for the second one. I but mean, that's with anything. They call yeah. it like the sophomore slump. But It's a tough act to follow. I think they'll be okay. I think that's an exciting one, too, because we don't really see collaborations on that yeah. model. Like the original Hirachi, we've seen some stuff. You know, they brought the Stussy pairs back yeah. quite recently. But the Air Trainer Hirachi is not one that you really get in that zone. Yeah. I feel like a, one of the best examples of knocking it out of the park, destroying the first collab was the i mean obviously rest in peace gary warnett but mm-hmm. the the skepta yes air max 97s yeah. where that was just such an amazing shoe so good that you look back and you're like that almost was the epitome of what you would expect it set, it almost like set a new bar for i also feel like if that came out now it would be even bigger what it just was all the references on it such a great flipping like almost like an obscure thing that most people wouldn't know about but it just works so well yeah but then having the the expectations to follow it up with another shoe and just wasn't able to like capture that lightning in the bottle yeah i don't think again any of the subsequent skeptic shoes were very good and now he's on puma but i you know what one of the low-key best things about that shoe is what it's got the slider box on it yeah you know, the Nike Sportswear yeah. slider yeah. box. So if you, you have like a, those, I like them because if you oh. have it stacked up in a stack of 20, it means you can actually get the shoe yeah, without you. having to like take a, everything exactly. apart. Yeah, this is nowhere near a rumor. We've, we've seen this already, but um, how we feel about Lil Yachty's Nike Air Force One. I wonder if he's going to wear those on stage. I think I think we'll see them this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it, me it was, too. It was, it I was, wonder how many pairs, friends and family. It was tough to kind of gauge what it was going to be, right? Because mm-hmm. when it first came out, I think he was doing that Cool Kicks whatever interview yeah. where he kind of didn't commit to what he had. It yeah. was just kind of like there was an Air Force One on the way, but you didn't know. We had no idea of how big it was going to be or if it was friends and family or just what the design was going to look like, yeah. anything. It just was a little shred out into the universe. But then seeing it, I think it came out pretty good. It's super clean. It's so reminiscent of... 2004 era mid 2000s with the yes. liner color and just the the logo hit on the heel and Great then the logo, colored yeah. uh, offsole yeah just, great. just very simple yeah friends and family not something that we anticipate releasing at all we said that on here a few weeks ago but i i just really like a simple clean air force one like that definitely a cool little project for sure you think you're gonna get a pair joe i don't know he may know i don't wear white we'll see <laughs> so if, so if yachty sends you a friends and family, but that Air Force One. Would I wear them? Yeah, would you wear them? 
I would treasure them and keep them. Would I wear them? I don't know. <laughs> I can't don't even know. bring himself to say it. <laughs> you know, I have all those Kith Hawaii ones. Uh -huh. I have all those white ones. Would you wear them? I haven't worn them yet. I only wore the white Air Force ones in the uh, Kith. The famous, yeah, which yeah. we discussed right all the time on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> another another Nike collaboration. <laughs> I want to talk about this is this is a big GLP oh. shoe. Undefeated Nike Terra Humara. I thought maybe you were. Flirting that you were gonna have flirting with? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe a pair. Maybe a box is showing up to the high like, level. This like, is a big GLP. I like shirt, the right? yes, I like those esque version of more the than shoe. the black colorway. Yeah. Okay. I think this is the same model, wasn't it, on the sneakers live Jinx programming when Jinx mentioned? Yeah. I don't know if it was a Humara or a Terra Humara, but he said this is a JLP yes. shoe. Yes. So yep. your name is already very much attached stamped to it. that. He stamped it. I. You know what? I've never owned a pair of Terra Humaras, but I have some fond memories around that shoe. I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, this kid Grant Wheeler in my dorm my freshman year of college had the vivid blue mulberry colorway that kind of has a yeah. safari print on it. Great, great shoe. Uh, I think it gets twisted sometimes because a lot of people assume that the Terra Humara is an ACG. Right. Yeah. Actually not an ACG model. It just is has a tech specs it's, kind of? It's just a trail running shoe. Yeah, it's yeah. an outdoor shoe. Uh, also, one of the interesting tidbits of the shoe, the first ever uh, Nike Pro B pre SB collaboration, alphanumeric, mm -hmm. uh, designed by Ali Asha Oweka Moore. It was supposed to be, or he wanted it to be on a Humara. Oh, so, I didn't know that. So the original alphanumeric dunk, such a, I feel like, a truly iconic. Yeah. Yep. And Drew Gear worked on it as well. Yeah, truly yeah. iconic moment in early dunk sneaker culture, yeah. SB, etc. He wanted it to make it a. Humara and then I like Nike poo pooed that idea. The Terra Humara. Yeah. Okay. And the other Terra Humara that I've always loved, Joe, I know you'll ride with me on this one. The, the HTM versions, yes. the brown yes. leather with the contrast stitching. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, great. I wanted to buy those for so long, and that's another ancient shoe that's, you know, 20 years old or whatever at this point where you'd, you'd be foolish to invest in it because it's just going to crumble on you. But there was a store, the Culture in Portland, the Culture PDX, they would always have old uh, Nike you know, trail stuff or kind of the crunchy ACG adjacent stuff. And there was a pair of those that they had in a 10 and a half or a Ooh, 10 for a long time. Them. And I would bring up the link every once in a while and check on them and uh, have decided against it at this point. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that store really exists anymore, but okay. I, I wish I had a, a nice wearable pair of HDM Terra Humaras, but undefeated coming with a couple pairs. I'm of ready for those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a... Uh... Talking about he being here at ComplexCon, uh, I think it's interesting, too, to see uh, Jay Tips. Yep. Shout out, friend of the pod. Go watch his episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's uh, having his follow-up release at ComplexCon. I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. I don't think it's going to be big. Yeah, especially for Saucony. I think that yeah. that's just... It's, it's always tough when you're on a smaller brand like that and you yeah. don't have the built-in fervor or built-in reaction or even, like, secondary market heat around specific models that are just automatic if you're working with a Nike or even an Adidas. So, And there's so much more education that has to take place of like any, you know, we talk about Cortez and the yeah. uh, upcoming trainer Hirachi collaboration that's happening next year. And we know that model and we know what it looks like and when it came out and things like that. But you show somebody a Saucony shoe and yes. you have to explain They don't have like a memory definitely, of it. There's definitely. No, there's no reference point for it. And yeah. for it to break through, like we said, you know, his first model and then the one that he's going to drop this weekend. I bet we're going to see a lot of those this weekend because I feel like people buy the shoes and immediately, if you're not reselling them, yeah. immediately start wearing them. So, so it's right funny because it. last week, 
people online were trying to get mad at him for just being proud of like, hey, I did this Saucony shoe and people are willing to spend a lot of money for it. On, on a Saucony shoe, which on is the secondary a market, thing, yeah. where it was just kind of, it, it felt like a moment of like a celebratory, I made it moment in sneaker culture, right? And then people are trying to say, oh, he's celebrating resellers and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, no, if you did a shoe, and you yeah, see, I didn't take that from from no, that. It was just like I don't know, just a little talk online. But it's like if you do a shoe and you're a collaborator, and then it's selling for like seven hundred dollars on the secondary market. It's not that you do the shoe to hope to have that reaction, but you can still be proud of it. Yeah, it's it's like hey, wow, people really care about the thing that I did. That's yeah. just the way I look at it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one more news thing that if we could catch up on, sorry, this is like the most me thing ever, but there was the Adidas quarterly earnings call mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and I always love uh, downloading those as quick as I can and listen to them at 2x speed to see if there's anything Bringing interesting up the in there. Bars and... Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. um, and there were a few shreds of info from Adidas CEO Bjorn Golden on the coming Fear of God Adidas collaboration, which he said will be in stores within the next few weeks. Maybe by the time this episode airs, it, it will be a little bit more concrete, but one of the analysts in the Q&A section at the end was kind of asking him, why is this taking so long? And I think mm -hmm. that's been one of the one oh, of yeah. the enduring questions about Adidas Fear of God is like, why the wait, why the wait? And hopefully we can talk to Jerry himself about this, but yes. this is what Adidas CEO Bjorn Golden said. Fear of God thing, I think, is a good example for working with a partner and not having a clear setup of what is expected. I wasn't part of the first two years of this because he arrived mm -hmm. after um, they signed him. Bjorn Golden says, but I've been part of the last year and I think it's, you know, wrong expectations and not having the LA office set up and a lot of misunderstandings of what it means to work on a performance product and then on a lifestyle product with a guy like Jerry Lorenzo. He says, I think those problems are over now. And this reflects what we saw play out in the public a little bit where the eventual positioning of what Jerry Lorenzo's Fear of God Adidas work would be at first. You remember it was like this is going to be performance basketball and that's well, that's the the lineup of it. But now it looks well, like less he that. was like position to be the guy that was just like running adidas basketball right, right? And, and i think that's not going to be the case as much even though that one shoe is a performance yeah. shoe i think it, it seems kind of like trying to read between the lines of all of that it almost feels like maybe they put too much on jerry's plate or just kind of gave him a little too much like carte blanche just to do whatever mm -hmm. at adidas and i'm not saying that giving a collaborator the leeway to kind of do what you want is a bad thing but maybe he just had too much going on where he didn't really just sit down and hit, was able to hammer out like, okay, we're going to design the shoes and they're going to come out in a year versus I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Then all of a sudden you try to put all the pieces together and there's all these like loose ends and you just need to sit there and kind of tidy it up. You know? The other thing is Jerry's mantra has always been he doesn't work on deadlines. I know. He doesn't work on deadlines. His fashion line is not seasonal comes yeah. out when he and i respect comes that but yeah, we totally. talked about this before but how hard is that to do with in, a, in the a new system a, totally yeah. but he's and he's a perfectionist he always talks about the last yeah even he was in new york for that event and then he immediately went to italy and he's so i guess like being in the system could present challenges but with jerry like he always says like his timetable is his timetable and obviously fans are really and and people like us are really really waiting on it but it seems like it's actually happening. So. I always, I always wondered how that was going to work because, given what Jerry had said, when you're like, "Hey, this guy's running Adidas basketball," but you need to fill out all these SKUs that sell yeah. at Foot Locker yeah. and JD Sports and Adidas.com and price points, and you have to create product that's going to sell at Famous Footwear, etc. And if 
that's the work process. I don't, but I don't think they have him doing all that. Like, I think that's beyond the scale of what his influence is with the brand. Well, Ann Edwards is having a great season. I know that Ann Edwards is getting his own signature, but I love for those two. I've said it before, those two to cook up. Well, I, I, oh yeah, I, I have a little Anthony Edwards piece coming in a okay. couple weeks, so look that, forward to that. That would be a, that would be a really good crossover moment. Yes, for for Adidas, Ann is killing it, and Jerry is Jerry. Also, last Jerry thing, is him. last thing on the earnings call, I was personally happy to have it confirmed that they are pausing Yeezy releases until oh. the end of the year because we reported on that a couple weeks later, and then they publicly th confirmed it. So I thought he name dropped you or something. <laughs> It stopped, stopped just short of that, but okay. still a proud moment. Even though some some retailers in Germany have been quietly trickling out the sneakers, and so I, I feel like it's not as um, buttoned uh, up as it could be. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny that Adidas is still dealing with this question like a year later. But last thing I want to say on the Adidas tip, one thing that I am happy to see uh, this season's Adidas Special lineup. Go see ads out there with Roy Keane. Uh, Manchester United legend. But with all the Samba hype, all the mm -hmm. suede Adidas hype. Do you feel passionate about this? It's, like not, this. it's not that yeah, uh, the did. suede Adidas thing came from Adidas, the Adidas Special. Adidas Special is a shoe. Yeah. Adidas SPZL is a line created by Gary Aston and Mike Cecchetti. Mm -hmm. But throughout the years, they've been like the champion of that, along with places like Size, who do a yeah. lot of exclusives on the product. And it hadn't it had as much international uh, crossover, but now the Samba, huge point for Adidas. They're doing a, a brown and white deconstructed Samba, also a black and green one, which was in uh, Train Spotting too a few years back. But it's good just to see him, Gary, who's on this podcast, yeah. work on the shoes that the public is excited about now. And in my take, do a better version of it than maybe some other people who are working on. Sambas. You're seeing this moment of all these collaborators have a Samba project and you're happy that yeah, somebody like great. Gary and, and, gets and, to hey, do it. Hey, look, not a shot at any of the other Samba collaborators. It's great, but I don't think as many of those people are truly connected to like the roots of these shoes over decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to see someone who has been working on that product and pushing it so many years get the shoe at the right time. Yeah. If, if there's a moment for that type of silhouette, he should be able to participate in yes. it and reap the benefits of it yep. as much as anybody else. Yeah. That's all. I know yeah. you're passionate about that. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. I know. Makes you warm and fuzzy inside. Yes. You, <laughs> you don't get that off. It's a holiday season, baby. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. We've, we've done enough catching up and we have a few more episodes to go before the end of the year. So you'll see us around. But I think now we should bring on our guest. Live from ComplexCon. Not live, but at ComplexCon. Right. We're here. Semi-pseudo yeah. live. Let's do it. Our guest on today's podcast is a six-time PGA Tour winner who is currently ranked number 22 in the world. Besides his play, he's also known as having one of the best sneaker collections in the sport. Here to talk about his sneaker history and the continued crossover with golf and footwear, please welcome to the podcast, Tony Finau. All right, Tony, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you making the time. Right off the bat, we got to talk footwear. I know this is funny because we, we come to Complex Con and we're yes. like, we're going to come with some exclusive sneakers, something impressive. And, you know, we've been in this game long enough to where we feel like we have good shoes to bring. But then you just kind of blow us out of the water here. I mean, so come we're, on now. <laughs> I had to bring the heat. If you guys are going to invite me on this panel, I had to bring the heat. Please. Got the reverse. Got the reverse prints on today. Uh, Kobe sixes. I mean. These are just, yeah, these are heat. Do you, you have to put in the ask for those at Nike or they just <laughs> send them to you knowing or? Yeah, no, I had to put in the ask. Okay. Yeah. But, uh. 
they were more than happy to oblige because I was going to be on this panel. So thank you guys. <laughs> wow, wait. What's we the, helped you out? Wait, does, that, does, that, does that validate us in, in, in some sort of manner? <laughs> that him way more, <laughs> us a tiny bit, yeah. but yes. That's yes. Jeff. Yeah, that's Jeff. Awesome. Those aren't out yet. No, they're not. I saw, I saw Vanessa Bryant gifted them to the USC, USC men's yeah, basketball team. So that was actually the first time that I had seen them. Yeah. Did and you was, have the other Grinch, like the original Grinches yeah, when they yeah. first came yeah, out? Or? I got the original Grinches. So when they came out the reverse, I saw that. I was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to need those. So yes. thank you guys again. It is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever we could do. You know? A validation for all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you got Panda Dunks on, right? Uh, Don't do that. <laughs> Hayes, Hayes, Nike, Dunk Low, hoping they hold up over the weekend. Yeah. Not the, not the super, uh, the hyper strike pair. Or is it the quick strike pair with the Hayes logo on the tongue? This yeah. is a little bit more pedestrian, but still something special. Toe, toe box looks good. Yeah. Hold it up. Not like the green off whites, unfortunately. <laughs> they haven't folded on me yet. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing a cold wall Samuel Ross. Big JLP shoe. Yeah, for the weekend. Starting the weekend all black. You can do the all white ones? I'm not going to do the all white ones. We'll mix in some color as the, the weekend takes shape. But for now, we're going uh, first day cold wall TNs. Would you ever wear the white one with like one black, one white? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. 101 Dalmatians? No, I would not. Nike had some equality shoes like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one, yeah. Black, one black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the uh, Swagger Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A mismatched shoe yeah. close to your own heart. Uh, Talking about a mismatched shoe. Yeah. That works. I wanted to wear, these are the Action Bronson Baklava 990 V6. I wanted to wear them because, as everyone knows, the biggest thing this weekend, besides us doing this right now, is... Kid Cuddy. Sneaker of the Year. Oh, wow. Thank you. Sneaker of the Year panel. I feel like the shoe is going to be discussed on there. So so listen, if people start hating on the panel. I'm going to hold this shoe up you? in there. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you going to get active? Yeah. I'm going right. to pull, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull Bronson out of the. I'm holding you to that. Out of the crowd don't somewhere. Don't leave your boy up there. Body just, slam someone on stage. Don't leave your boy up there to fiend for himself. No. <laughs> okay. They look good. Yeah. Especially with the lights on the reflectors. Yeah. Bright lights on this complex con oh, stage. Well. Okay. Uh, tell me, I want to know, how, how big are the Kobe sneakers for you? Yeah, Kobe sneakers are big personally to me because yeah. I was just a huge Kobe fan growing up. I love playing basketball. Um, and a big, a big part of my whole childhood growing up watching the NBA was watching Kobe. And I, I try not to miss a game. I'm a big Laker fan. So uh, these just hold a lot of sentimental value, I would say, more than anything else. Any, I think any Kobe shoes do at this point, yeah. you know, ever since his unfortunate passing. But um, so for me... Again, I think each pair of Kobe's I get, or there's like some sentimental value there, just nostalgia, if you will, kind of for, you know, remembering Kobe and, and all that. But yeah, so I, I just, I love any, you know, I have quite a few pairs, but these are now at the top. Yeah. And like when you put in that call, how long does it take to, you know, did you like, listen, Friday, Friday at noon, we have yeah. to have them. Is the, is the turnaround quick, quick enough? Uh, it, it was quick enough. Okay. Yeah, we got we got them on, so it was quick enough. It, it wasn't as quick as I, you know, I was sweating it out a little bit. You yeah. know, I just they just showed up honestly about thirty minutes ago. Wow. <laughs> so checking the checking the FedEx and the UPS, yeah, like yeah, where right, are they? Right. Yeah, it, it was like that over you know over the last couple of days, but they made it and and you know here they are. But the turnaround time you know with Nike is is great. That's one of the great things about being a Nike athlete is yeah. you know calling some favors and, there, and they're usually able to get some things. Is done. there anything that you can't get though, or that they? <laughs> you thought it was going to show up and you're waiting every day, like checking the mail, checking the mail, checking the mail and didn't come in. I've, I've been pretty lucky so far. I, most of the things that I've asked for, if I've really wanted them, um, 
I don't know how, but yeah, I guess like, I, you can you can say I'm on a short list of athletes that they're willing to give give them up for. But do so. you ever get that? Because I feel like maybe some of us get it sometimes. Where I feel like yours get lost in the mail sometimes. Oh yeah. This is the this is the one thought. Maybe obviously we're not Nike athletes, but you know how sometimes a shoe will come you out. You can tell that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not news yet. to me. No, I okay. definitely could tell the ones you wore. You got the legs out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if you have a body, you're an athlete. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, a shoe will come out and we'll have friends or whatever who will get seated the shoe or they'll get sent in, they'll start posting it online, whatever, yeah. and then you're like, hey, is my pair going to come? So you're, you're thinking it's going to come for you. Do you, ever, do you get that feeling of, you know, you'll see like friends of yours who are also signed to Nike, they might get a new <laughs> shoe that's coming out and then you're like, oh, I hope mine comes next week or something like that. Yeah, well, I definitely, I definitely felt some, you feel some type of way if somebody has them and you're like, wait a sec. <laughs> You know, like uh, Brooks Kepka had a pair of the Travis Scott AJ1s. Yeah. And he had did like a little shoot with Travis Scott. Yeah. Okay. And I was kind of sitting there. I'm like, wait a sec. How do I? <laughs> yeah. I really love those and I need those. So, yeah, I de you know, sometimes you can feel a certain way, some type of way. It's, I, I would say um, I haven't been a sneakerhead like my whole life. Mm -hmm. But being a Nike athlete, it's hard not to be because I do have access to some pretty cool shoes. Yeah. And I've kind of ran with the shoe game uh, in the golfing world. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been pretty cool. We talked about like off camera before this, we talked about like the penny era of Nike. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Kobe's of course. Yeah. Like what other nostalgia kind of like basketball shoes or shoes in general did you gravitate to growing up? Well, growing up, I, I mean, I didn't have access to a lot of, you know, right. a lot of shoes coming from more humble beginnings. Um, but I would say just like anybody else, anytime you got a pair of Jordans, yeah. Jordans just seemed to be it, Jordans are incredible. Yeah. Like to me, Jordans are, there's, there's no brand like the Air Jordan brand. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can wear them up, you can wear them down, you can wear them in any setting and any, everybody looks great in them. You yeah. know, I don't know that there's any other shoe brand that you can wear in any setting like he has and that has sometimes. He yeah. likes the Aqua 8s and that's it, but he's different. But it, but it has that feel to it. It's just, it's just J's, you know, yeah. like people wear them to their weddings and all of a sudden it's like, wait, no, that's really cool, yeah. right? So. Jordans are just kind of that crossover that mixes into any world. So, but I would say, I mean, growing up, you know, I, I only had like one pair of Jordans, mm -hmm. but they were like, you know, they were like everything to me. So yeah. um, those are the only ones, but I will say I have the original Penny Ones. Okay. Uh, from Nike. Love and, them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty did, dope. Growing up in Utah, did people hate on Jordans? Obviously given- <laughs> like, The push off like, or maybe yeah, not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but, can you Don't ask that in Utah. They'll tell you to push off for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't, I saw that recently came out that that's like the Wi-Fi uh, yeah. name at, uh, I saw that, at I the think, Delta yeah. Center. Yeah. yeah, Jordan pushed off. Yeah. Um, and it's true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but so say a shoe like the Flu Game, right? The Flu yeah. Game 12. Is that a shoe that you could find yourself wearing or is there too much tied into, you know, your history with... Yeah, well, I wouldn't wear them just because I think Jordan should be the only ones that should be able to wear those specific mm -hmm. ones, like mm -hmm. the red and blacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... In general, just in Utah, you know, I think most people are a little bit bitter about it, like if you're a true jazz fan. Yeah. But, I mean, get over it, you know? I mean, come on, you know, we're 25 years removed now. It's yeah. The, you know, the Jordan's legacy has been sealed for a long time. It's time to get past that, and hopefully, you know, we can we can bring a, a championship to Utah so we can kind of get over that one. There we go. There's such cool crossover, too, just in terms of not only uh, Jordan, but golf yeah. and, and how long Michael Jordan's been into golf and then yeah. them doing the golf sneakers. How excited were you when you started to see them outfitting really cool sneakers with golf hardware? Yeah, I was incredibly excited. I think uh, golf, golf needs uh, a little lift. I think when it comes to like um, the culture and just relevance in, in, in communities. So I think 
having the AJ1, the Air Jordan 1 golf shoe come out only a handful of years ago was like incredible step. So for me to be able to sport them like on the course, I think is, uh, has been a lot of fun for me. I'm able to wear high tops, low tops, and I think it's really changed the games. A lot of, you know, not only Nike athletes are wearing them, you know, yeah. other guys are wearing them. Um, some of the best players in the world were, were the Air Jordan 1. And, and so, again, there goes your Jordan influence yeah. right into golf. As you mentioned, you know, Jordan's been playing golf for a long time. Yeah. So I think one of, the, one of the greatest things that the game of golf needs is complex doing something like this. Mm -hmm. Having great athletes play our game and just respect our game. Yeah. I think is very important. So you got a guy like Jordan, you got a guy like Steph Curry. Yeah. These guys love golf, you yes. know, for, for the game of golf, like it doesn't get any better than that for us because then you get crossover with their fans, maybe saying, hey, maybe golf's not so bad. You know, yeah. like for me growing up when playing golf, like golf was not cool. Like when I, when I started playing, I did not want anybody to know I played. <laughs> it was almost like, like I was ashamed yeah. Yeah. that I played golf because of the stigma of this is not an athletic sport is a very predominantly white sport, is only yeah. rich people play this sport. Yeah. And most of those things are true. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, you know, I would say that the game is changing and um, sneakers are a great way to kind of help with that. Athletes playing our games, you know, high profile celebrity athletes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is another name yep. that loves golf. Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. So some of these guys, I think, are helping kind of change the mold that, you know, golf is cool, you know? What's a golfer's take on Tyler, the creator's brand being named golf? <laughs> like when you see that, are you like, oh, that's oh, what I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, where are we going? I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Are you talking about this morning? No. Yeah, I think any publicity is good publicity, and that's definitely not bad. <laughs> that's definitely not bad. I haven't, I haven't seen too much of it, but yeah. One week kind of, I think it was you. Yes, I okay. know the exact story. Okay, yeah, do you I'm know glad. where we're going? Yes, I know exactly okay. where we're going. I, yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my friend is a really big golfer. He's a little not old. Me. We're, not me. Not him. Yeah, another friend. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> you know, I think at the time, like, first of all, everyone says, like, scratch golfer. But he was, like, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And, like, me being the sneaker guy, you know, he always wore, like, classic golf shoes. But when the Chicago won high top Jordan. That first one. The first one came out. You actually got a pair, As right? That's a golf shoe, yeah. And oh, wow. did, I, did I buy them? They were in his size, my friend's size. You did I have, buy them? You may or have bought, I think you bought them off me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember so, hearing the story, yeah. Exactly. So I bought them. And listen, you know, you said that you wear the low Jordan ones, but these are the high Chicago okay. ones. Yeah. And I was, like, so excited to get them for him. I sent them to Carolina or whatever. And, like, the reception, if you know, you know, people are like, oh, these are so ill. But yeah. then some people, even we grew up with, like, too loud for the golf yeah, course. Yeah, too yeah. loud. And, and now I feel like... There's not validation, but it's like a big kind of fu. Like, first of all, they're reselling for a lot, but like yeah. he brings them out for like friends and family tournaments, and and he owes it all to me. Exactly, it comes <laughs> back to you. But like, it just, you know, I like that that golf's in a place where it's not only warming up to to like footwear yeah. and expression like that, but that that's a story I always remember. And how far along are we from like someone seeing the Chicago ones and classic like country club being like that's that's too loud of a shoe do you think like we're getting to a place where it's like not more acceptable but like people are looking at it like this is really cool yeah i definitely think we're getting to that place just because again the culture is changing i think in golf there's been a lot of change in the golfing world mm -hmm. that i think a lot of the fans and everyone in our game we know that in order to grow there has to be some change, yeah. you know, like the, what do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. We've been yes. doing the same thing in golf and we've had the same culture for a very long time. So we've been forced to change, if you will, at some, at, uh, you know, in some instance, 
But we've also, I think most people are, are open to it. So I see, I see the culture changing pretty fast. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever, you guys ever been to like a discovery property? You guys know what discovery properties are? No. no. In golf. But anyways, they, these are private clubs, um, which again, people are probably like, well, golf, you know, all, yeah, yeah. it's a private club that allows you to play golf in what, literally what you're wearing. Okay. A t-shirt, shorts, no shirt. Um, no, oh. no shirt? Well, no yeah. shirt. You literally can don't play tell, with no, Don't yeah. tell this guy. He'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll, so be like, the, he'll be at the par three yeah, tonight. Like, you can literally wear no shirt, no shoes. <laughs> okay. Like, you got to cover your private parts. But, okay. You know, like, right. you can literally play golf in that. And this is a high-end club. Um, but things like that are helping change the mold to, like, it's acceptable to play yeah. golf in that. Like, and then you have other athletes that are being a part of this. So um, I do think it's being more acceptable. I can't say that me wearing it to any golf course that I go to, people are looking at me like, wow, those are so cool. You know, right. I definitely don't feel that all the time. Right. Is there still a stigma? But no question. Yeah, there's yeah. still a stigma in golf. Even, you know, even having, you know, some of us wear hoodies, you know, like I, I, I love the hoodie. Mm -hmm. And anytime I can incorporate wearing a hoodie on the course, I do it because I just grew up playing in a hoodie. Yeah. That's still frowned upon, I would say, for the most part. A lot of the PJ Tour players were starting to wear it more. And so I think it's the same thing with the shoe game. It's slowly yeah. starting to sneak in as acceptable. It's not there yet, but I think it's moving fast. So, Being signed to Nike, do you have the opportunity to work with the designers there in Beaverton and figure out how you can push those things forward? Is that a conscious conversation of let's push this boundary? There's no question. And Nike's on board with, change, with changing the culture in golf. And I love that. You know, yeah. For me, being a Nike athlete, to have, to have a say and to have them help me with either shoe designs or just have those conversations, have some of those hard conversations, yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah, and it's, and it's very authentic. Nike, Nike has been known for known for change and, and pushing the borders. You know, if you guys watch the movie Air, yeah. you know that, you know, Nike was the one that allowed Jordan to wear his shoes and paid for that, the band, you know, yeah, paid for him to, to wear those shoes. Also, there's such a cool link there because uh, Peter Moore, who's yeah, featured yeah. in the movie, he was a scratch golfer. He, he loved to play that's golf. Right, like I wrote right. a long obituary wow. about yeah. the, you know, original designer yeah. of the Air Jordan that's one. Right. So there's a real through line awesome. between all this stuff. Yeah, but I, th I think like things like that, um, Nike's willing to push the envelope and I'm, and I'm happy to be the one to, be in the game and, and be a part of that with them, yeah. Speaking of high top shoes, uh, you have the infamous viral moment where <laughs> you, you hit the shot and yeah. sprain your ankle or roll your foot, you know, or sprain it. But then in 2019, you and Nike link up to yeah. do an April Fool's joke <laughs> with the high top shoe that's yeah. like a Sweeto splint. <laughs> the, Fienau, the Fienau one, they called yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. I was yeah. like, I don't know many golfers outside of Tiger that have their own shoe. So yeah. even though it was a parody, I still, I, you know, we still take credit for that. Definitely. No, but um, it, it was quite a crazy moment. It was a funny moment. You know, obviously I celebrated my hole in one running, yes. running, and this I snapped 2018 my Masters. 2018 yeah. Masters, and I yeah. snapped my ankle. Yeah, it went viral as it should have. Very embarrassing moment. Um, but the popping, being the popping was <laughs> yeah, the popping was money. That's what you we know. do that. We do that. <laughs> Complex Con is canceled for us this weekend. You popped it right back. Yeah, I, I get I get quite a bit of credit for that, you know. But it was cool. Nike, yeah. we ended up doing uh, making a shoe. It was a mock-up, but I do have that shoe, which was, um, again, which was just cool that they were willing to do that for me. And also, I love, I think we would all agree, we love when, like, they like the brands lean into something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no think doubt. that, like, shows that they have humor. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. Did we, did a, we, did a, we did a whole mockumentary on it. It was great. Did yeah. people actually think you had a shoe coming out? Or? One, oh, 100%. Yeah. Some people thought it was a real thing. Yeah. They, and they were starting to ask me, how do I get a pair? <laughs> like, it was crazy. I had some friends ask me, and I just sent them a laughing emoji, like, bro, you didn't go, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> not a real thing. Yeah, not a real thing yet. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I'll put it on the universe. <laughs> yeah. But did that incident change your approach to footwear at all, or were you more careful with the shoes you wore? Did you wear yeah, a different I was, type of shoe? I was definitely more careful. I had worn a shoe um, that I, I never wore before, mm-hmm. and and obviously golf shoes are not made to be running in. Sure. But they were definitely a shoe that wasn't very stable. Got so it. unfortunately, you know, I got the short end of the stick there. But I definitely learned from it. I was not wearing, you know, and I don't wear any shoes that I either haven't tested before or just practiced in, so. Where does the, the balance lie, I guess, between, there's a lot of these um, new golf shoes, you know, that are uh, based off of old basketball models that look super cool, but do you get nostalgic at all ever seeing any of like the old golf shoe models, like the classic golf shoes? Yeah. And you're like, oh, those actually look really cool. Like I'd like to play in something like that. Yeah, like I, I've kind of gone away from the classic golf look just yeah. personally. Yeah. There are some guys when they wear them, I'm like, yeah. Those will always be in, yeah. you yeah. know, like just a classic, um, almost dress shoe looking yeah, type yeah. golf yep. shoe. Like I think those are great, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it's important also to point out, changing the game doesn't mean we're getting rid of any fans that like this stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's just adding to it, right? Like we're trying to add to um, what we already have. We feel like we, have, you know, the golf's for for golfers. Golf's the greatest game that we have. We love golf, you know, but. In order to push it forward, it's like we take the fans that we have with us yeah. into another place. New, yep. And we grow it together, you know? Like, it's not like we're trying to just bash on people that don't like, like, you know, changing the game or changing the culture of the game. But I think that's worth pointing out that, you know, it needs to be said that we love, we love our fan base and we're just looking to, looking to grow it with others. I know that you said you grew up wearing a hoodie on the course yeah. and, and kind of like your own self-expression. Is there any golfer that when you were growing up, though, you did like their like on-course style? Was there anyone who resonated? Well, it was just so hard. Tiger was just the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday right. Sunday rides, right? I mean, Tiger was the guy. You yeah. know, he was, even though it looked super baggy mm-hmm. and, you know, which was in, in the 90s anyway. Yeah. But anything Tiger did, I, you know, he was my golfing idol, you mm-hmm. know. So everything he did on the golf course, it was just like, that was cool. Acting like Tiger, all this stuff. I mean, he was just incredible, yeah. right? I mean, and now I think I even have more of a respect as a player the, with the accomplishment, you know, the accomplishments he has in golf, yeah. it's like just truly incredible. But Tiger was the guy, you know, there's other guys, Payne Stewart. Yeah, he had the, old, the old school. Yeah, yes. he yeah. wore the, the high saw, the Stewart. knickers. Yeah, yeah, he had like these crazy kind of old yeah. school. Yeah. Like okay. yeah, he wore the, uh, yeah. what do you call that hat? Like the a cabbie cap? hat? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like what Common might wear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. But that's yeah. what, he would wear that, like that full outfit in yes. golf. So he, he was another guy, I think that his fashion was like incredible. So, but yeah, those are a couple of guys that I kind of grew up looking at and saying, that's pretty cool, you know? But I think that's why it's important for me and other guys to wear what we like to wear and kind of push that envelope a little bit um, because you got the next generation looking and saying, oh, wow, I love wearing AJ1s too. And Definitely. I love I love wearing the hoodie. I love the more casual look. And that's what it is to me. It's more, I would say my dress, um, the way I dress on the golf course is just more of a casual yeah. golf look than it is like, always have to be looking like you're dressed up Definitely. type thing. So. Are you ever trying to make stuff like this and just turn it into a golf shoe? Like, do you, <laughs> Take do the you soul? Have, yeah, have sneakers well, in your collection where you just like have somebody outfit it, whether it's at Nike and Beaverton or a customizer and make it. Yeah, well, I, I've made a lot of suggestions to Nike and a lot of them have come to fruition. You know, like obviously something, you know, six, seven years ago talking about maybe how come we can't have a shoe like the AJ1? How come we yeah. can't have the Air Max 90, which, yeah. was, which is a golf shoe yeah. now um, and things like that. So definitely pushing the envelope there, but I mean, can you imagine? 
Can you imagine Kobe's as a golf shoe? I don't think Kobe. we have to imagine it. I feel like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You're the one Can you imagine the Kobe done. sixes yeah. as a Nike shoe? So I definitely, uh, you know. That I was an exciting that. era too that time, yeah. I think, when Gentry Humphrey was running yeah. Nike Golf and he was the one who was taking a lot of that Nike sportswear classic stuff, Air Max 90s, for example, yeah. and making them golf footwear. I think you know Gentry, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. What's your relationship with him like? Yeah, he's well, such a legend in this He is, game. and I've met him a few times. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone that has the Jordan collection that he has. Mm. I think it's probably at the, at the very top. Yes, But uh, Gentry's incredible. He's done so much, I think, for Nike and just sneakerheads all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And the lineage, again, I, I got to make every connection there is because when we were at ComplexCon doing a podcast, the person we had on stage was yeah. Gentry, Gentry Humphrey. Humphrey. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, he's, the, he's, he's the guy. <laughs> have you golfed with him? I have never played golf with him, but uh, been around him a few times, a couple, couple of different meetings just with Nike yeah. and uh, stud of a guy, no question. Speaking of lineage, I have to bring it up because I have the biggest Oregon Duck football fan mm. right here. Mm. Your cousins yeah. with Haloti Nada. That's right. Who is arguably the greatest Oregon <laughs> Duck ever to play in the NFL. Yeah, uh, he's Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler. What a beast. And also cousins with Jabari Parker. That's right. As well. So you yeah. come from like a family of uh, athletes. Like them being professional athletes and I'm guess being involved with sneaker brands to, to some degree. Did you Were you guys ever competitive with the <laughs> shoes? Or be like, I got these, you don't have these? Or... I can't say we're competitive. Um, I'm closer with you. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying like growing up, none of us really had, you know, yeah. Yeah. very humble games. Not like we had shoes, but I, I just, you know, I come from, a, I think, a great a family of great athletes. You know, yeah. I think Haloti, as you mentioned, that yeah. guy's an animal. Yeah. These guys that play defensive linemen in the NFL are just incredible. But, you know, he's 6'6 six, six and 350 pounds and can move, and you know, incredibly. But, um, him, Jabari, I think we, we respect each other, I think, more so than anything else, just for what we've been able to accomplish for our family and, yeah. and just pushing the envelope. You know, for me, uh, playing golf is a lot different than anything else that Polynesians are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like we are known for being great football players, and Halote is at the very top of that chain, um, but we're definitely not known for playing much else, you know. Um, but to be able to just push our culture into that direction a little bit where just doing something different is okay. Um, I think is cool, but for the three of us to be part of the same family, I think is, uh, is pretty incredible for all of us. Does that come with added pressure though, being the only Polynesian guy who's on this level playing golf professionally? You know, when I first turned pro and I found, out, uh, found that out, I, I definitely felt like there was some sense of responsibility and some pressure, but I think at the end of the day, all you can do is just be who you are um, and be, you know, the most authentic to yourself that you can be and, um, and try and shine your light. And that's just what I've tried to do. Um, and it's, and it's helped a lot of, a lot of junior golfers in Utah are Polynesian now, you know, mm. my brother and I were playing golf growing up in Utah. Not only were we the only Polynesians, we were the only colored kids playing. Mm. So that's changed a lot. You know, I go to my son's tournaments now and my son's 11, but, uh, all the tournaments I go to of his, I mean, all, you know, all different types of ethnicities, yeah. which is great. You know, I think that's, again, what, um, what it's all about. You know, you can change, change things for the better. And um, definitely, at least just in, uh, in Utah Junior Golf, yeah. it's a lot different. It looks a lot different yeah. than 20 years ago when I was playing. So. Hopefully the PGA Tour as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's going to become more diverse. It's already more diverse than it was 15, 20 years ago. So we're on the trend of that. 
um, which is which is a good thing for the game of golf. I think you recently played in the Travis golf shoes, Travis yeah, Scott golf that's right. shoes. Yeah, and you know those are sell, reselling for yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. You know we're going to talk about it on the panel how like every year a Travis Scott shoe ends mm -hmm. up in the top ten, but like. What, talk about those special yeah. pairs and like, you know, you just brought up your son. I don't know if 11 is too, too young, but like, does it feel different when you have, when you lace <laughs> up the Travis Scott golf shoes? What, what's it like playing in those? Well, it feels different because I feel, again, you're almost representing a different, a whole different fan mm -hmm. base and mm -hmm. a whole different yeah. culture, you know? You're now mixing hip hop and rap with golf, which is like, you would have never known. You yeah. know, nobody mm -hmm. would ever guess that. So uh, it was pretty cool to lace them up. I, I laced it up in a tournament called the Netflix Cup, yeah, uh, which was the first live sporting events they've ever had on Netflix. So that was just a cool opportunity. So for me, I needed to bring the heat. There was yeah. like, what shoe can I wear that will get like the most attention, or and, and something that I would just love to wear. Yeah, and it was just a perfect, you know, perfect opportunity to do that. So I was happy to wear them and. And obviously got a lot of got a lot of nice pub from it. Definitely. How often do you think about that when you're prepping for a big PGA tour appearance? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like I need to wear the right shoe. I get together with Nike months in advance of major championships. Major championships are the four tournaments we have throughout the year that are the biggest. You got the Masters, mm -hmm. U.S. Open, PGA Championship, and the Open Championship. So we script my my looks for the majors nice. months in advance, and so I we're able to you know look at what is the shoe that we feel like and the outfit that we feel like is going to look best during the week and when I win, I always have, what is my championship look? You know, I think that's very important to visualize that as well, yeah. you know, like as, just as an athlete. So we definitely go through it in advance and I'm always, I'm always making sure that, you know, we, we got the good, the good shoes for, for the Sunday looks. Where is this event on that list? If, you know, if you go through the four or five tournament, where are oh, we? Are sorry, we did 10? I say four or we, five? Yeah. I said five. Are we I 10? Are we, are we 15 or I thought, what? I thought the complex show was a given. There we go. <laughs> you mentioned the Masters. I've heard that, like, the merch there yeah. is they only sell it there and it's like yeah. in high demand that people are trying to get it it's from. dope though I, oh, from, the match is incredible the uh, someone got me a hat once and it's like really really dope merch yeah do you have people hitting you up being like hey oh, can, yeah. you, can you well, bring me back some masters merch yeah hitting me up hitting my wife up mostly you know because they know she's the one that's going to make the store runs but the merch store there is unbelievable and the lines like you like you would not believe it's how like long a sneaker drop. these people yes i bet how really? long these people are willing to wait in this line six seven eight hours just to get in there to get their buy stuff t-shirt yeah just to buy, yeah just to, exactly they might buy a hundred dollars worth of something but um but the masters is that tournament it's the biggest golf tournament in the world yeah. that we you know that we have and and so it's just it's a very prestigious event um be it wimbledon you know some of those some of those kind of that just prestigiousness of the of the tournament mm -hmm. that's what the masters is for golfers uh, throughout the world so if you have so the opportunity you have to, to show be there, with a shirt on, <laughs> unlike the yeah, 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 you, yeah, you have to have a shirt on at Got Augusta it. National, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> he asked about people doing uh, requests for merch, but how much are people requesting Nike sneakers from you? Yeah, well, luckily for me, I don't have a lot of relatives that wear my size, okay. so I have a, I have I have cousins that are like size 12 or 13, I'm a size 14. Mm. So I just kind of tell them, oh, sorry guys. You I know, get 14. But you still have access, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Sush we, account? we definitely, yeah, we definitely, yeah, we have a Swoosh account. You know, I, I definitely have um, some nieces and nephews that are beneficiaries of me being a Nike athlete, no question. You know, to me, I like, I like paying it forward and um, definitely taking care of, you know, I have a nephew that plays basketball. Mm -hmm. I'm always hooking him up with, nice. with good basketball, you know, making sure he's good to go with, with the newest, you know, Kyrie's, KD's, whatever yeah. you have. Um, and so he loves that. And then, of course, my son is a great beneficiary of, you know, of that as well. So How hard is it to get cool sneakers in Utah? Is that, it just doesn't <laughs> seem like the biggest sneaker culture place, but. 
Yeah, I think I think you'd be I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah I think you'd be surprised. Um, there are some really cool sneaker. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. Feist Gallery, um, I think is one. Yeah, of that's too. right. Yeah, that's yeah, in yeah, Utah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the one I'm thinking about, but there are some cool sneaker shops mm -hmm. in Utah. I think you'd be surprised. Um, but I mean, the way the world works now, you guys know. I mean, if the you internet. want the internet is incredible, yeah. right? And the mail, I mean, if you the want, mail still works from Nike. Yeah, you know, exactly. The mail, yeah, you know, the they mail still, still deliver. They still come to drive, Utah, yeah. so it's like you just get on Amazon or yeah. get on Google, and and you know what to plug in. So, how competitive are you with other golfers? With you know, during the pandemic, we we're doing like remote. Uh, Complex closets is a thing we do, and Pat Perez showed us ours. He has a crazy, crazy collection. You know, how, how like, now that you're, like, bit by the sneaker bug, how competitive <laughs> are you with, like, amongst the golfers in terms of footwear collection? Yeah, I, I can't say I'm, like, super competitive. I'm not really thinking about what other guys are wearing. Mm -hmm. I just know that I'm pretty dang blessed and lucky to have the collection I have. You know, right. like, again, my sneaker journey has just risen over the last few years. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Being known as, like, a sneakerhead in golf. Yeah. I think is wild because I'm like, I didn't even grow up with any, I was, I can't say that I was ever like a sneakerhead growing mm -hmm. up. So it's cool just to carry that flag more than anything else and have access now to finally have those shoes. To me, it's just like a huge blessing more than anything else. So I'm not like competing with other guys. Like, wait, how many Jordans you got? Yeah. Like, oh wait, I have, you know, this many. I just know, you know, I've been very blessed to just have the shoe collection that I have and just have some cool access to some, yeah. I mean, you know, amazing shoes. Yep. And come on, come on, amazing show with you guys. So, have you um, got the chance to play golf with any of your fellow Nike endorsers? Like, are you out there with Drake? Are you out there with DJ Khaled? <laughs> yeah, what about yeah, Khaled? So I, Did <laughs> you go to Miami? I, I know. I yeah. got invited to his event. I saw event. that clip. I saw the clip. Yeah, yeah, I got invited to his event. I would have loved to be there. Okay. Um, I was out, I was out of town uh, playing another tournament. But um, again, it, it goes back to what we're saying. It's really cool that other athletes play. Yeah. Drake, I, I met Drake actually at. Uh, they have this uh, Nike. Air Max Day, or is it Air Max Day? No, oh, I think it's just Nike Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 50th, oh, at, the, at campus, yeah. Yeah, 50th anniversary, just, do just happened, just, JDI, just do it, JDI. Yeah, JDI. Yeah, yeah. Just happened last year, so I'm, you know, my wife and I got invited, so we they went. They the Maxim Awards and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And so we went there and spent a couple of days there, and it was incredible, you know, we had, you know, Russell Westbrook, mm -hmm. um, who else was there? Jason Tatum's first mm -hmm. time I met him. He was a, he's a golfer as well. Okay. Um, Drake, got to meet Drake, and then we had like a three-point shooting contest. Oh. Mello was there. But anyways, yeah, there was some definite crossover. I did you, played be, did golf. you beat Drake in a three-point shooting contest? <laughs> I, I, I did not. Okay. Yeah, so. He's been working uh, on I, I will say, yeah, I will say this. I, t I tied Jason Tatum. So we All had, right. No way. Yeah, so we had, uh, just like regular, had 25 shots going around. I think Jason and I made 11. Um, and Drake beat us by one, which was 12. Wow. And, of course, Melo just kind of toasted, you know. Just the three to yeah, the dome, Yeah, Mello, exactly. Yep. He just yep. kind of toasted everybody. Uh, so Melo ended up winning, but it was cool to be involved in those type of events and um, just clash with some of those guys that I, you know, I listen, I listen to Drake's music. I watch these guys play in the NBA, so it's cool to connect with them. What about uh, John Donahoe, Nike CEO? I know he's a golfer. You yeah. guys had the band and dunes together yet yeah. or what? We you haven't cro had a you crossing him over on the, <laughs> 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 on the one -on -one? <laughs> John's a great dude. Yeah. I, we haven't had any crossover as far as playing golf, but I've been around him a lot and um, Really, really cool that he's taking taking over golf. I think he's doing an amazing job. Yeah. yeah. And then I gotta ask Michael Jordan. Have, have you yeah. played golf with Michael Jordan? I have. Yeah. You have. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. I know, like. So the first, yeah, the first time I ever met MJ, I was at, it was actually in Park City, Utah. He okay. was a member at this club called Glen Wild, um, and I got they invited. Still him in Utah? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is back in this is back in '07. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a while ago. 15, yeah. 16 years ago. Um, so I'm hitting on the range and. 
and somebody says to me, keep it up, young buck. And I just kind of like look back and it's MJ. And I'm like, wait a sec, I had to take a second look. And so I ended up, you know, meeting him there. Um, a couple weeks after that, we lined up and, and played some golf. I was just kind of an upcomer. So he's always been incredible to me. How was your wallet um, feeling after <laughs> playing with MJ? Well, at that time, I, you know, I was very, I was still very, you know, still very good. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, um, he, he didn't want to play me in a straight up match. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, which he doesn't, you know, pros, when he plays against pros, I think MJ usually has to get a couple shots at least aside. Um, but, but yeah, I played with MJ. It was cool, you know, running into him. He obviously owns the Grove now, yeah. which is one of the mm -hmm. more exclusive, like really cool up and coming clubs like throughout the world. So do we have to wear a shirt? Uh, I think you have to wear a shirt. <laughs> But I know one of the coolest things about his club is you can drive your golf cart anywhere. Oh. Like there is, there's no cart paths, any of that. So it's one of the cooler clubs. And then I don't know if you guys saw videos, like a video went viral where they drone in like food. Huh. Yeah, like snacks and drinks. <laughs> like order food. Yeah, so you can order on that and it comes in on a drone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's, that was at MJ's place. But anyways, yeah, that's so pretty, pretty, cool, uh, pretty cool spot. So I definitely have um, enjoyed just the times that I've been around MJ and, and played some golf with him and just... Uh, been at his club a couple times, so he's been And great. he knows that you're that kid who met him yeah, back in 2007. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I was surprised to remember, uh, or to remind him of that and, and that he remembered, so. Wow. Um, yeah, again, I, I've had nothing but great experience with MJ, so it's cool that he's so invested in golf and loves golf so much. I, it only helps our game. And in a way that feels natural, again, yeah. like, loves yeah, knowing organic. how long he's been playing golf, yeah. it makes sense that they would do his shoes in that category. Yeah, exactly. Are, are you hyped on the East Side golf stuff? That yeah. Doing? yeah. Yeah, those guys are doing incredible stuff. Yeah. I've got a, they send me, you know, pairs of their shoes as well, and um, I love, I love what they're doing. They're same, you know, same wavelength. Yeah. Pushing the culture, moving the game in a direction that's different, but needs to be moved. You know, I think game, the game of golf is going to grow in the urban areas, not only in America, but throughout the world. And, um, you got, you got to have the urban people doing that. So I love that. I love what they're doing at Eastside Golf, no question. It's such a big moment, too, when they first dropped sneakers of like a, just the idea that a Jordan golf shoe would be reselling oh, force, for a ton yeah. of money. We don't always like to use that as a barometer for how well a shoe is received, but just that they're this mm -hmm. coveted. It had to do with how limited they were to an extent, but that yeah. people were willing to pay that much money yeah. for a golf sneaker or a golf shoe. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the most expensive golf shoe on the market, but yeah. they're still, the, I, I feel like they're starting to be the most worn. You know, everybody wants them. And, um, and wants to get their hands on them, so. But that's easy for you. <laughs> right, I mean, right. Fortunately, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. very, very fortunate. It is, yep. And I love, I've got them in a lot of different colors. So we got some new colorways coming out next year. I'm excited to show off. So um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna incorporate the high tops actually next year. Okay. I'm usually like a AJ1 low top guy. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna start incorporating the high tops and. Does it affect your swing at all wearing a high top versus a low top? It, it, it just feels different. But I, I can't say it really affects like the motion of my swing or anything, but it does, it does feel different. I, so I would I'm sure say, as far as like ankle mobility goes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely assures more ankle, uh, ankle ability, which uh, obviously I need, but <laughs> no. Um, I, like, I like the look of the, the high top more than the low top. So to be able to wear it in golf, I think is, is really cool. Definitely. What's the most underrated perk of being a Nike athlete? Hmm, most underrated perk? Is it the swoosh account? Yeah, yeah. The swoosh account is nice, especially the more high profile you are, mm -hmm. the higher that account number is. <laughs> the amount of money in the allotted exactly in that yeah. account. So that's definitely a nice perk. I, I don't know, though. There's a lot of great perks mm -hmm. of being a Nike athlete. I've been a Nike athlete since 2016. 
Um, what was again, that experience like when you first signed with them? It was pretty surreal. They took me to the campus, um, showed their interest. I was my, it was, I was a rookie on the PGA Tour. So it was, it was like a full circle moment. Again, all my favorite athletes uh, growing up were Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and... Some of these guys with their own buildings guys, on campus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So then I had the opportunity to become a Nike athlete, um, and it just worked out. So it was, it was quite a cool moment, I think, for, for me, my family, um, and then just being a Nike athlete for this long and hopefully many more years. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that I just count as I've been very fortunate and I get to work alongside some of the greatest athletes in the world and some of the greatest people to push, to push my sport and our sport you know, towards something that's better and different by the time I'm done with it. You saw obviously that Nike is getting into fitness equipment. Yeah. Are they gonna like outfit you with a home gym set up <laughs> with all the new Barbells. And yeah, barbells. I, I sure hope so. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, why not? It makes everything easy for me if everything's just Nike. So sure. You, you said that you played with MJ. Do you have a dream pairing though that you haven't played with? You know, and, and I yeah. know that the whole conversation we've talked about more celebrities getting into it, but like, is there a dream pairing that that uh, or foursome that you you've had in your mind that would, you know, feel like that's a quintessential golf question? But did you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, there there are. A few guys, you know, like I would have loved to play with Ben Hogan, mm -hmm. who's just a, yeah. a legend of the yeah. game. Yeah. I, you know, um, I grew up watching a lot of NFL and NBA. Obviously, I know Kobe didn't play golf, mm -hmm. but I think he would be thrown in there. I, you know, whenever I think about a foursome, there's a few different ways you can go about it. But if we're going the celebrity status, yeah. that's kind of it. And then my son, you know, I, I always yes. have my son in my foursome because it's like he loves to golf. I love the golf. So any foursome that I have that I make, my son's going to be included with a couple other people. So. Awesome. Yeah. And you just golfed with Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Yeah, F1 yeah. Alpine driver. That's right. How was that? He's awesome. He was a great dude. Um, he wasn't a great golfer. <laughs> Good person, not a great yeah. guy. But, but I had so much fun with him, just getting to know him. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I'm heading over there to watch uh, to watch him this weekend. So, and, uh, as you know, I'll be there. Yeah, he'll yeah, be that's you. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. But no, yeah, to get to definitely. know him on that level, um, to ask him some questions, and just I think you know we had mutual respect for each other. Um, but F1 is amazing. Like Here it's we been go. able to grow. I'm about to settle in for another yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F1 is about to grow. Like um, has grown like immensely. I don't know that there's a sport that has kind of piggybacked off of a show, kind of yeah. like. Formula One drive to survive yeah, yeah, yeah. with F1 because all of a sudden F1 now is the race. Definitely, it's, it's everything about you know that racing is. So uh, it's the most important thing in my life. I love it. Sorry, I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Before before we get out of here, I also want to talk. You know, I know you have a foundation. What's like the yeah. next? What, what's like looking ahead for that as well? Thank you. Yeah, Tony Finau Foundation. Yeah. We started in 15, and at that time sounded a little premature. I was just a rookie on the PJ Tour, but I knew if I, if I ever had the opportunity to give back in my community, I knew I wanted to. So this is a way to do that. And we've been able to help throughout the city of Salt Lake City, throughout the state of Utah, um, with basic necessities of, of life, food, um, education, um, things of that nature, um, clothing. And so it's been incredible. We got Tony at Top Golf coming up, which is just a Top Golf event that we host. That's and, cool. and a fundraiser for Tony's Turkeys, which is where you know we hand out meals just in the area that I grew up in. So. It's been, uh, it's been awesome, and we've had a lot of great support, and I appreciate you letting me plug that in. Awesome. Yeah, yeah man. I'm gonna, I need to go to the Top Golf. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's shirts great. required, though, right? Yeah, you got to wear a shirt. Okay. Though. Be, no. Trust me, you're going to want to wear a shirt. In Utah, 
Yeah. Do, you, do you swing lefty? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. In Utah right now, it's about 35 degrees, yeah. so you're going to want to have that shirt on. Okay. I had a cold <laughs> weekend in there a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tony, can't thank you enough. I know uh, you're headed to F1. You know, come back Sunday. Listen, you do a quick trip. Come back Sunday for, for ComplexCon, but we can't thank you enough for uh, giving us your time and excited to see the uh, on-course on fits and obviously, most important, the performance, though. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks thank so much. Great. All right, everyone, this has been the Complex Sneakers Show. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We will see you next week. Our producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Our supervising producer is David Matthews. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Research and graphics from Sean Villavincencio. The Complex Sneakers Show is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.